0: Thank you. It is indeed Pod Bros. It is Thursday, December twenty sixth, the day after Christmas. And I'm sad. Cause it's the day after Christmas, and I have to wait a whole another three hundred and sixty-four days. No. For another Christmas. No. You have to wait a whole another three hundred sixty-five days. Cause next year's a leap year. Lame leap year. Uh well, I guess it's not too bad. Anyway, we are Pod Bros. We are on Podbean. We are on um Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, you know, the stuff where you get your podcast from. Um and it's uh it's the Thursday show and who knows what the heck we're going to talk about today. Uh, but I read a story about a blonde. Um, so there was a blonde that was driving home um, after a, like a like a basketball game or something. Okay. Got caught in a really bad hailstorm. And her car was covered with dents. So the next day she took it to the repair shop. And the shop owner saw that she was a blonde and she, so um, they decided to have some fun. And he told her to go home and to blow on the tail hype, tailpipe really hard and the dents would pop out. So the blonde went home, got down on the... Got down behind the car and started to blow on her, blow into her tailpipe. Nothing happened, so she blew really, really, really hard, and still nothing happened. And so her roommate came in and said, "What are you doing?" And the first blonde told her what the repairman had said, um, had instructed her to blow on the tailpipe in order to get the dents popped out. And the roommate rolled her eyes and was like, "Duh, you have to roll the windows up first." That's funny. Oh man. So, uh, what'd you get for Christmas? I got some good stuff. It's not about the getting; it's about the giving. So, what'd you get for Christmas? It's not about the giving; it's about the getting. So, what'd you get for Christmas? It's not about the getting; it's about the giving. We can. I've now switched back and forth. We can do this all day. We could. (laughs) What'd you get for Christmas? What did you get for Christmas? No, no, no. What did you get for Christmas? Um, actually, I got this microphone that I'm talking on right now. Yeah, we've been over that already. What else do you get for Christmas? No, nope, that's it. That's all I'm sharing. I'm not sharing anything. Oh, actually, I'm wearing these really nice slippers. They're soft on my feet. Did you get any cool gifts for Christmas? I got some good stuff. Why? Talk about it. I, I mean, I I don't know. I Actually, I got a really cool shirt. Mom got me that shirt. Um, I like those, uh, like, um, I don't know, are they Hawaiian style? Maybe is the best way to put it. They they're they've got the uh, tropical tropical. They've got the designs down each side and they're button up. Um, and she bought me one that is uh, my size and is super comfortable and and black, uh, which is my favorite color. That's nice. It's nice. You know, the air feels like jello. Um, I got a minion mug from this guy. Yeah, two minion mugs actually. You two mini- Well, <laughs> one of them was already mine. No, the one that's yours is still at my house. I gave you the one that was mine. You're <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> Um, um, I got inundated with gnome stuff again. It's apparently, everybody thinks the gnome thing is funny. There's gnome end in sight. Uh, unfortunately. Anyway. Um, There's gnome stopping them now. Uh, no one saw that coming. Are you done? Nobody knows the trouble you've seen. Nobody knows. Um, but you know, what's nice though, Luke, is that you actually live in a nice house because a home is not a home without a gnome. Wow. Anyways, moving on. I am not a gnome, but people like giving you gnomes though. <laughs> they do. Um, um, What I don't know. What did you get for Christmas? I got some pretty cool stuff. Definitely the the ship in the bottle was pretty legit that I got. I actually built that yesterday. It was a Lego ship in a bottle that you had to build the bottle and build the ship. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It was pretty boss. Um, I also got uh, some awesome shirts, which is always good. I got a miniature replica of the Declaration of Independence. That is actually really cool, Which It was pretty boss. Um, And then I got a can opener, an electric can opener, which was pretty sweet. (laughs) Can openers are always good. Um, Especially electric ones, because they have a built-in knife sharpener on them, too. Yep, indeed. So, you had a bunch of other cool stuff, but... I would say overall it was a pretty good, pretty good haul. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I I gave some super lame gifts this year. I felt. Um, I I don't know. I I, I kind of felt bad. About I was the gifts not I, gave, I was but. not inspired by my gifts this year. Normally I'm like super excited to give the gifts that I'm giving, and this year was just kind of like, eh, you know, just kind of like, eh. Yeah. So um I think I think the only gift that I really was like jazzed about giving was uh was the mug that I gave you. I wasn't um although I was amazed by the reaction that I got from the gifts I gave. Yes. I actually was happy with the gifts I got. Um but I wasn't like overly thrilled. With the gifts you got, the, the gifts no, you the, gave. Way, the gifts I gave. Sorry, okay. the gifts I had gotten to give. Um, I, you know, I wasn't super super thrilled with them, um, but I wasn't. You know, I, I wasn't overly thrilled with them. You know, I was like, so. Um, I like to give. I like to give gifts, and this year was a little tight. So, um, yeah. And yeah, then of course I, I, uh, the year before we kind of well we got, did ourselves we because we made it out of the park. The last year because we made it. So, so yeah. No, I I, uh, I was amazed by people's reactions to the gifts I was giving. It was like, they opened the present. And it was like, wow, this this is perfect. And it was like, oh, all right. Well, cool. I'm glad that, that worked out because I felt uninspired, you know. Yeah. But a lot of times that happens. You're, you think a gift is going to be lame and then it, you know, goes over with a big bang. I did give wow. one gift that was not received very well, and then when I explained the other gift I was going to give, the person was like, "Wow, I really really had that," and I was like, "Great," and gave them the other one instead. I'm still confused about why you did that in the first place. Why didn't you just give them the? Oh no, no, never mind. You told felt me why. I lame about it. No, because you didn't want to wrap it up. It was too big, which makes it extra lame. That wasn't the only reason. It was just because I gave gifts that you wrap that I wrapped in duct tape. Yes, and took everyone 20 30 minutes to get them undone. It, you know, it's not Except as Except for me. It's not as fun. I got mine done quite quickly. It's not as fun unless you can open unless it takes time to open the gift. That's what it was. I gave lame gifts, but people were grateful to be done opening the present. So they were very happy about the gift on the inside. Mm. So this is the key to giving lame gifts. I have a headache today. I have had one since about midnight last night. And um, uh Yeah. I have been, uh, yeah. So my head is killing me. So if I'm not as talkative today, that's why. We're also on the uh, post Christmas um, food coma, coma toastness, like like Thanksgiving. Oh, not as intense, goodness. but like Thanksgiving. We had a we had ham and baked ziti. Well, baked spindly noodles. I think was what they're called. Yeah. Spindly noodles. And it is the way my mom is but. gonna make. Baked ziti from now on. I'm kind of sad about it. that because I I like ziti. Eh. I like ziti because it gets the the ricotta gets gets inside In the, ziti, the ziti. Yeah, and then it's like what are those? What's that one thing called? That's the giant noodle. That's full of the manicotti. Stuff? Manicotti. It's like eating. It's like eating mini manicottis. Manicottis. Oh man, what if you made baked, baked ziti, ziti with, with manicottis. manicottis? Ooh. See, I'm not fond of baked ziti, personally. I prefer lasagna. I love baked ziti. And I actually am not a huge fan of, of lasagna. I don't I don't like the way that a lot of times it gets burned on the edges. Yeah, I don't like that. But I do like a lasagna from the middle. A meat lasagna. A good meat lasagna where it's sliced well, thin there's and There's also kai. not, for me, there's it's not, so enough, perky. Fr- there's not enough ricotta on them. There's never enough ricotta. Or as Nanny would say, regote. He said as he rolled his eyes, my head is killing me right now. Oh, my gosh. It's because you have headphones pressing your head in right now. What has ten letters and starts with gas? Um, runaway? An automobile. Oh, what? Ah. Uh, uh, automobile. Automobile is it's ten letters, Gas and an automobile starts with gas. Oh, it starts with gas. Ah. Uh, Oh, a lady asked a waiter, "What is this fly doing in my ice cream?" The waiter re- responded with, "Shivering, ma'am." You know, the guy next, the guy next to him, to her, asked the waiter the same thing, about his soup, and the waiter replied, "Looks like the backstroke, sir." Indeed. So I have a, I have another question, and this is this is slightly. Um, not slightly. This is. I am. I'm making a um, cultural observation. Cultural in this joke. observation. How many Germans does it take to screw in a light bulb? Nine. Now, <laughs> typically, that is, don't, the, don't, that is the I that don't, is don't, the that is the joke, right? Is to okay. say nine. Okay. But the answer is just one. They're very efficient and not very funny. <laughs> Ah, don't make me laugh. My head hurts. <laughs> Laughter is good. It'll make your head feel better after a little while. <laughs> I thought you took drugs. I did take drugs. They're not working. How many did you take? Four? Good lord, man. This is why you're not supposed to do drugs. Because yeah, they don't they don't do have do drugs, effective. kids. that. Then, then they're not as effective when you have a headache. A tolerance for them. Hey, aren't we gonna go see a movie today? Are we? Yeah, I think we're gonna go see I s- don't think so. Spies in disguise. I like animated movies. Do you like animated movies? I love animated movies. Okay, yeah, me too. I love animated movies. I prefer animated movies, actually. Have you seen Abominable yet? I have not. You That's know what good. I really like? I like I when it. they when they put them both together. Animated and, and live action? Animated live action movies. How does that work? Um, Avatar was like that. Oh, where it's just such high quality CGI that it looks like a live action, but it's actually animated. But it's actually animated. Yeah, I yeah. like that too, because I think I think that as far uh, with Avatar, I think they had like I think like three fourths of the movie was animated. Yeah, yeah, a good chunk of it. A, a good portion of it was yeah. animated, and even parts where the actors were acting and you saw their face was actually animated sequences. Right. In certain cases. Right. So, and they had the. Uh, The dots. Yep, the dots. On the faces and everything. The face dots. um, I want to tell this joke, but it's not appropriate for the air, so I'm going to not tell it. Cool, thanks. You're welcome. So since I told a German joke, can I tell another joke that's a little bit um, off color? Of course. I mean, as far as, like, being, like, one, one might consider being racist. Oh, but people know that we're not racist, so go ahead. How many black people does it take to screw in a light bulb? Wait, That's not the joke. I don't know. How many black people does it take to screw in a light bulb? Crap. Or were you meaning to ask how many police officers does it take to screw in a light bulb? No. Or how many light bulbs does it take to... No, that's not it either. (laughs) I think it was the second one. How many police officers does it take to screw in a light bulb? I don't know. How many? None. They just beat the room for being black. <laughs> I know that there's one that has to do with black people screwing in a light bulb. I don't know that I've ever heard one. And it's it's very funny because it's not racist at all. It starts off sounding like it's going to be racist, but and it's then not. it's not. But I can't remember it right now. How many black people does it take to screw in a light bulb? Usually just two one to hold the ladder, and the other one to screw it in. No, it's one to put the Velcro on the ceiling and the other one to screw it in. Wow. Well, if that was the joke, that was super racist. It was. It was super racist. <laughs> oh. And we apologize because we're actually not racist people at all. We just find that... Just um, fi- I just find racist cultural jokes funny. Cultural extremes humorous. Indeed. Oh, happy Kwanzaa. It is Kwanzaa. Speaking of black people, it is Kwanzaa. I know. That's why we're telling black jokes today. (sighs) I actually have a couple of black friends. How many Canadians does it take to screw in a light bulb? I don't know. No one knows. They're all just still in the room apologizing to each other for being dark. Oh, sorry about that light going out. Okay, big guy. (laughs) Sorry about that. Could you get that replaced? Oh, yeah, sure. No problem. Let me go get a ladder. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. What is everyone doing in here? Don't make me laugh, my Andrew. <laughs> hey, where's that? Hey, where'd that German guy go? He's really good at screwing those light bulbs. <laughs> oh, sorry about that, big guy. I didn't mean to offend you. Oh, sorry. I know you guys are very efficient. Oh, sorry about. So, sorry oh, about sorry. That oh, guy. oh, sorry. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Hey, sorry. sorry. Oh man, that's funny. So, um, since we're uh, we're kind of just uh, dragging right now, wallowing here. We're kind of like, we're in the middle of a, of a, of a waveless pond with no oars. Oh. just kind of stuck here right now. So let's talk about the weather. I talk about the weather, and then I want to talk about this new gun that I read about. Ooh, fun. So right now it says that it's light rain, but I, it wasn't raining when I came in earlier. You're a light rain. So maybe it's raining in a different area of Prescott than where we are. Because yeah. we're in the Prescott area, I should say. Um, temperature, 43 degrees Um, The dew point is 32 degrees uh, with a 65% humidity. Um, And it looks like, that's weird. It says the high today will be 40, but it's 43 degrees. And then tomorrow it's going to get a little colder, colder, and then it's going to get warmer. And then they're still calling for snow on Monday. And Tuesday, Tuesday morning. Um, and then nothing for New Year's. So, uh, they're they're really they are really striking out with this snowstorm, you know. They they called for like seventy percent chance of snow on uh, yesterday, and it was no snow at all. Yeah, I mean really we got we got the uh, we got the uh, um, shredded wheat. You know, frosted mini-wheats outside. That was about it. And it was very light, and it melted right away. So, yeah, there's the weather. Um, I kind of wish it would snow, you know? Yeah, I mean, I like the snow, but, you know, I guess it is what it is, right? Yeah. So, you want me to read about this? So, check this out. This is a new gun. So big, big rifle, big bullet, and a big bang. The Anzio twenty millimeter sniper rifle. Dang man, it's huge. So it uh, the whole goal of this is to push the limit of precision fire from two thousand yards to thirty five hundred yards. Um, it's a mag fed. It's a dude. The price is like surprisingly not as much as I was expecting it to be. It's eleven thousand nine hundred bucks. No, you know. Um, New car. However, uh, you don't want to go hunting with this because it would, like, a 750-pound bull elk would just obliterate it. It would obliterate the gun? It would obliterate the the elk. Oh, the round one. Okay. So the the elk wouldn't obliterate the gun. 20 millimeter. I mean, that's... That's pretty big. That's massive. I can't, you know... Anyway, it's pretty... uh, Pretty good. So it's essentially like a like a a gun like that would be an anti not an anti personnel weapon. It'd be more like an anti vehicle weapon, like an anti tank weapon or something like that. Because on the on the A ten the Warthog, yeah, the A ten Thunderbolt, it has a thirty three millimeter fixed mounted Gatling gun on the bottom of it that. Uh, that they use for anti... It's an anti-tank weapon. Right. So... You ever seen one of those things go off? No. Uh. It's pretty cool. That's why they have those giant engines on the back of those planes. Because it'll actually push the plane backwards. Really? Yeah. Because of how how powerful it is when it fires. So... And, uh, you know, if, they're, if it's skilled enough pilot, they can actually do some dogfighting with it, but it's very difficult... Because the because it's really not designed to be a uh, it's not a dogfighting plane it's more of a bomber kind of uh, support fighter type right. thing. Um, I know the army uses them a lot. They use them for air doing airstrikes where they'll they'll fly through and you know uh, create cover fire for an area or something like that. Yeah, because of their heavy ground ordnance that they carry, so. Cool plane though, very cool plane. Speaking of cool planes, aren't they? Are they coming out with any new planes? I mean, I think, I don't know. I've seen some stuff. I don't know the the uh, the F thirty five was the last one that I saw as far as military craft go, and it that was during Obama's presidency, and it it did not it didn't make didn't get as much traction as I think they were expecting it to, but I mean that's the nature of the beast when you're producing military aircraft during a period of time with a Somebody like Obama in office. Right. You know. Right. Um, I think that they're using them more now, but there is a new helicopter that's being manufactured. Really? Um, that is going to replace the helicopters that they use for Marine One. Ooh. I was just reading about that uh, when uh, Trump did his 4th of July uh, military expose, or whatever you want to call that, his military on display thing showing off all those aircraft. Uh-huh. One of, I think one of those aircraft that flew past is going to be, is the model for the one they're going to replace Marine One with. Interesting. So, so is what's a, because Marine One is an older helicopter and it's going to, um, excuse me, sorry about that. Well, that was loud. Um, Who is it? It's Uncle Joey. Hold on a sec. Let me walk into the other room. Just hit pause. So, sorry about that. I know that that wasn't really a pause on the podcast, but we did pause the podcast so I could answer that phone call. That was my uncle. He has a, uh, he owns a local um, landscaping and uh, lot, cleaning lot cleaning business, business, uh, earth shapers and lots cleaner. And uh, so he he gives us a call um, when there's snow in the forecast so that, you know, we go and help him shovel because he does the... The hospitals, indeed. The hospitals have to be um, Cl- kept clean. They have to be accessible, especially yep. during a snowstorm. It's very dangerous if you don't have that available. So, anyway, if ac- ex- I mean accessible. So anyway, um, yeah. So this new this new aircraft is going to be pretty legit because it's got all sorts of new um, upgraded um, defense technology and. Uh, You know, defensive, you know, stuff like flares and uh, anti-ordinance, anti-lock-on ordinance ordinance and stuff like that. So, countermeasures. That's what it is. Countermeasures. It has countermeasures. So, special countermeasures and all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, Which will be cool. So, that's, you know, that's the only one I've heard of. I think that there's a whole, there might be, oh, you know what? There is. But I don't know anything about any of it because it's all brand new. But there was uh, a little thing I read about when uh, when Trump officially announced SpaceX, or not SpaceX, Space Force, Space Force, the Space Force, um, which is now the official sixth branch of the military of the military. Yeah, that's correct. Um, there was a there was a little thing down at the bottom that they were in the process of designing all sorts of new uh, weapons and uh, space vehicles. So, I mean, you think about it. it it's only lo- it's only logical if we're going to be, if we're going to need to use, if we're going to be going into space mm-hmm. and having to do combat in space, mm-hmm. that you're going to need weapons that can fire in a in a vacuum, and weapons that you know will function and can be worked on with big thick heavy gloves that you're using and and special armor right. that you would have to design for your soldiers because you're in the vacuum of space and if you have a puncture right you know you could die from the vacuum and then of course things like being on the moon you know because i'm sure that'll be a factor at some point you know space pirates or whatever is having the vehicles and technology for functioning effectively on the moon or even on mars for that matter without you know being entirely exposed um which i think in that movie um Bad Aster, is that what it was called? Yep. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where they're, you know, they've populated the moon or whatever to a certain extent, mm-hmm. and the guy is sending a message to his dad. But to get to the base that they're at, they go through like this big open area and they get attacked by space pirates. Right. And the first thing I thought of was, you know, if if they were at this point, why would they be using like a a, a moon rover, like an open moon rover, like they had? Back in the 60s, why wouldn't they be in like some sort of Humvee type vehicle with a mounted gun and some sort of, you know, I mean, you're on the moon. There's tons of satellites are on the moon. You it, it wouldn't be that implausible to have like a, you know, they're traveling from one base to another. They have a satellite over them or whatever, especially if they're moving um, critical cargo. Right, right. Right. Which is what Import, they use. Yeah. Important cargo. Important, important. cargo, which is what they use as a term for moving personnel and stuff like that. So um, it's the bottom of the hour. Hey, bottom of the hour. This is Pod Bros, a production of Sound Bros Productions. 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 Um, <laughs> we are on uh, Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean. You know, all the good ones. YouTube. YouTube. Google Play. Google Play. Google Play? Google Play. I don't know what that is. It's kind of cool. Okay, anyway, so, you know, it's fun. We, we're, uh, you know. We're both like exhausted right now. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I'm like feeling it. I'm, I'm like, I'm dying here. I am just, I am seriously pooped right now. I'm, I'm, I am, pooped, pooped, pooped. And there we go talking about poop again. No, I'm talking about being pooped. Not. It's it's completely different. Come on, man. Don't you know the English language? You've been speaking it your whole life. Yeah, that's why I don't know it. It's all different. Mm, I guess. English language is kind of crazy. It's like a combination of like three or four different languages. Primarily Latin and German. As a matter of fact, uh, the English language is between 55 and 65% in German. Um, and then Latin, and you have a bit of uh, Gaelic in there and uh, Celtic in there, mixed in with some of the words. And then, uh, and then a, a, an array of... Direct words from Latin, and then Latin-based languages like French and Spanish and Italian and stuff like that. So, um, here's a fun, unique story for you. English is like that guy who sneaks, who lures someone into a back alley, and then beats them over the head and goes to their pockets for loose vowels. (laughs) (laughs) Which is great for people coming. Bad. For everybody listening to today's show, I really do. Why? Cuz we're just dragon. I'm dragon. I feel bad for people that have to come and learn English for the first time. It's like, "Oh, yeah, you know, you're going from this nice structured language." Well, they know that there will be something there. Yeah, they and I don't think they entirely are going to understand it because there are some people that are like There is, there there there. There there there. Weather, weather, weather. weather. <laughs> Weather, weather, weather? He popped up on the last <laughs> one. Well, sometimes Can there's Can I tell weather. my cute story? Whether or not, weather happens. Which, which is which? Two, two, and two. Oh, good grief. Which is actually three of those. Bob. Uh, flying home on Southwest Airlines weather, tonight. Weather, weather, and weather, And the flight weather, attendant it's, it's, announced sorry, that a young girl was celebrating her eighth birthday. Ooh, fun. They asked all the rows to push the call lights, and we all sang happy birthday, so all the call lights were lit up. Oh, nice, 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 nice. And then they told her to make a wish and count to three and blow out the candle lights, and we all turned them off at the same time. That's awesome. Yay. Love their creativity. That's awesome. That was really cool. Uh, Do you like eggs? Do you like apples? (laughs) How do you like them apples? Yes, I do like eggs, actually. So when the picture says the world's ugliest baby, you have to push the button. No you don't. Yeah, you do. No, you don't. There's this really cool thing called restraint. Nope, I don't have it when it comes to internet stuff. Quick click me. And I'm like, let's let's, let's The see ugliest it. baby ever in the world. These pictures may be shocking. Oh, it's an upside-down mouth pr- prank. Dumb. Dumb. And this is the reason why I said you have to have restraint. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Enough of that. I gotta... How do I don't wanna turn it off? How do I make it stop? How do I make it stop? Uh I know, you're on okay, an iPad. I don't know how that works. Okay. What? Here's a fun question. What is your favorite... Um, mythological Animal Like if there was a Fantasy animal or a mythological animal That's in like novels or literature That somebody's come up with And you could have one as a pet As a pet? or a Pet or a you know Or I could be one Oh that's two different questions um, Let's start with as a pet Well if it's as a pet then I would want a Minotaur a, hand a t- minotaur hands down okay now explain what a minotaur is so a minotaur is a half human half bull okay um so the front is from the like waist up is is a human. bull and the bottom is is human no the top is a bull the bottom the is The top human. is a bull the bottom is human that's right that's yeah. right okay i'm um, depending on which mythology you're reading though cuz there are multiple mythologies okay and why that and why that one particular? so uh bulls At least as far as Minotaurs go, Minotaurs are, like, the ultimate defenders of things. Oh, that's right, yeah. So it would be like, you know, if I could have one as a pet, I would keep it in my house, and it'd be like, defend the keep while I'm gone. Right. And then someone shows up on a quest, and they defeat them. Right, okay. So, now, now, with that being said, if we were living in a mythological land, and you could pick between ones... I would want a Minotaur to be like a house guard, like a guard. Dog. Right, right. But if I was going to, u- if I was using one for the functionality of it, either a Pegasus or a or a unicorn, Pegasus or unicorn. I would want a Griffin. A Griffin? Yeah the half hor- the half uh, the half, half lion half, half eagle eagle. Yeah, I could see that. I could see a Griffin being useful. Griffins are pretty cool. Um, the only thing with. The reason I said a uh, uh, a, a centaur, uh, not a centaur. See, I like centaurs, too. Centaurs are cool, but that's the other question. If you were going to be a mythological animal. If I was to be a mythological animal. I would say a centaur. A centaur with the ability to run. Because at least as far as the way centaurs are described in the Chronicles of Narnia. Right. A centaur in the Chronicles of Narnia, because he describes a centaur in uh, the Silver Chair. Right, and he described, at the end of the Silver Chair, uh, he they ride back to Narnia. They ride from one place to another in Narnia on the backs of centaurs, which is just awesome. Um, and uh, it describes the horse part of the centaur as a uh, like a like a thoroughbred, like a like a British thoroughbred horse. Okay, which is if you know anything about European horses, they're awesome thoroughbred. British thoroughbred horses are like a combination between Spanish horses and horses from the British islands, and they're like, the only thing that's better than that is, like, Persian horses. In regards to speed and agility. In in strength and speed and power between the two of them. Well, no, as far as speed goes, the Persian horses are better. Right. Persian horses are way faster, but they're not nearly as big. The The English thoroughbred horses are... Are much bigger, much stronger animals. Um, it's part of the reason why um, in the Middle Ages, the, um, the weaponry and technology moved towards a heavier army. like you know, a knight with a full body armor suit with chain mail and a giant lance and a shield, because you had these giant beast horses, you know, massive beast horses. Compared to like a Persian horse, which is a somewhat of a lighter horse, they're much more deadly over distance because they're faster. Okay. But, so the top ten, since we're on the subject now, the well, uh, well let me finish though. Okay. We okay, finish okay. explaining. Okay, so, okay. so then he talks to so he's you know it's a, a a British thoroughbred horse, and then on top it's like a small giant. Oh, okay. So centaurs are like, at least in the Chronicles of Narnia, which in most mythology centaurs are evil. The Chronicles of Narnia, they're good. They're guys. not in the Chronicles of Narnia. They're they're the good guys. So, anyway, go ahead. Top ten. So the top ten largest horses in the world, Fjord. Uh, he weighs uh, eleven hundred pounds. Holy cow! His height is fifteen hands. Dang. So a hand is four inches. So that's four inches. Yeah. Oh, this way, not a span. Yeah. No. Okay. 15 hands. Okay. Um, he's a draft horse, apparently, and his country of origin is Norway. He's pretty big. Um, um, so, yeah, uh, it's that Dole. That European, Dole. it's the European horses, right? Dole. That was the number 10 on the list. Oh, those so are the smallest. Gonna get, yeah, that those was the smallest. That was the smallest. Okay. Dole is 1,500 pounds. His height is 16 hands, and his country of origin is Norway. So wait, sixteen hands. So four inches. Four times sixteen is uh, sixty inches. Yeah. So he's taller than I am. Oh, no, six feet. More than that's 16, at the shoulder. More than sixty inches. It's sixty-four inches. So uh, Russian heavy draft. Uh, his weight is fifteen hundred pounds, and he weighs fifty. And his height is fifteen hands. Country of origin is Russia. He's a very majestic looking horse. A Dutch draft, 1,600 pounds, 16 hands from the Netherlands. So that's 64 inches for those of you who are kid Lord, a, holy. The American cream um, is 1,800 pounds, 16 hands high, um, and the origin is here in the U.S. So uh, just to qualify here. American America doesn't have horses naturally. Oh my gosh! Horses that are in America were brought here from Europe. Right. So most American horses are either are either are all from Europe. So they're either Spanish or English or Some Nor- Norwegian or okay. whatever. Number so five, just to, just to clarify, is the Belgian draft height. Uh, its weight is nineteen hundred pounds. Dang! It's almost a ton. A oh, weight. Is or height is seventeen hands. Holy moly! That's country of origin is Belgium. That's sixty-eight inches. Uh. So so let's 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 do some. They're getting bigger. No, let's do some perspective here. So what what is sixty-eight inches? Um, my ladder in my house. Sixty inches (laughs) is, uh, what five feet right? Good God, man. This is why we don't record <laughs> with video. <laughs> so 60 inches is 5 feet, right? I don't because it's 12 times 5 is 60. Right, yes. So 68 <sighs> inches is just is just under 6 foot. Is just under 6 foot. That's a massive horse. So these, these are huge freaking horses. Okay, the Sulfalk Punch. Height seventeen hands. Okay. Type of horses draft. Country of origin is England. Okay. Do you want to know how much it weighs? I do. Twenty two hundred (laughs) pounds. Holy crap! Two hundred pounds over a ton. Oh my goodness! It's massive. All right. Now you have, of course, you have your Clydesdale, right? Right. Which is two thousand pounds. Eighteen hands. Okay, so eighteen hands is uh seventy two inches. So we're now at six feet. Um and they are their origin is in Scotland. Okay. Okay, and then that was uh really? What? What happened? Oh come on What happened? The page decided to reload because ha! Because Apple sucks. I hate Apple. Simmer down. Simmer down. Okay. I'm all right. I'm okay. Okay. So that was number three on the list. Number two is a Percheron. Height at 18 hands. So seventy six, six feet. 76 inches. Yep. Um... Weighs 2,600 pounds. Holy crap. (laughs) Lord have mercy. Where's it from? And it is from France. Okay. All right. And the number one biggest. All right. We're ready. The Shire. Mmm. Ah. Don't Don't be be hasty. (laughs) Uh, 2,600 pounds. Okay. 18 hands. Okay. So we're at... uh... Yeah, 36, sorry. Yeah, no, 30, 32, sorry, not 36. 32 what? 70, yeah, anyway, continue, sorry. Numbers. Um, It is a draft show horse, and it is from the United Kingdom. Thank you for proving my point as God, to what, a what a I was saying before horse. about horses. One of the Shire's main occupations in the UK was hauling bottles of beer. That makes sense. Many famous breweries used horses, and Stum still use them as promotional tools. Hence the Clydesdale. Well, right? That's, that's what I compare to. Okay. To even be considered a Shire by the UK Shire Horse Society, a stallion must be at least 17 hands. The largest horse ever recorded was a Shire that lived in the 19th century, standing 21.25 hands... <laughs> Okay, 21 hands, that's over 80 inches. 21, 21 would be 84 inches. So 0.25, so 85 inches, 86. Okay, no. which is yeah, 80 85 feet. inches. So um, 72, 84. So seven feet. Seven foot eight inches. Seven foot eight inches, foot, eight inches yep. And weighing. I did that without a calculator, by yeah, the way. You did, and I didn't. So whatever. Just saying. Seven feet, and weighing three thousand three hundred and sixty pounds. Moly. That's almost two tons. That's a massive horse. Could you imagine me and the poor guy that had to teach that horse that it was okay to have a rider? Don't get bucked off, bro. If this one steps on you, you ain't gonna survive. Oh, it was probably a big baby. It probably was. So you gotta break those horses soon. Quick. It's a fall. Break it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's you, you've told stories about that. You used to work on a ranch. I did. I used to work on uh, and, uh I used to work on our friend Twister's ranch down at what, what ranch is that? Uh was it the Exo Ranch? I think so. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the name of it. But he used to you said he was he used to break horses, right? He used to help him break horses. He still breaks horses. Yeah, he I was s- just a. I was more just a ranch hand. I didn't actually do. I mean, he would put me in the ring, and like I would, I would teach the horse. Like I would put the bridle on it and run it in circles with a long whip. And oh, so you didn't it. actually I do the thing where you like rode would, on the rode I, on the, I, the. No, and then he would have you. You know, you put the saddle on it and fold, you ride it around the, the new saddle. Full. You never broke and a new you, full. You, no, you can't. You got to be careful with them because they're so delicate. When they're small like that. The bucking and crazy and stuff? I no? did get bucked. I got bucked a few times. But you uh, you get up there. What, and what I'm you... looking for is, did you experience anything that's shown in a movie? <laughs> yeah. Where I got bucked into a barbed wire fence? No, no, no. Where it's like, they get the horse and it's all... Rrr, and it's like pulling away from the, ho- from the rope. And then the guy jumps out and he like rides it around for like several minutes yeah, and then this, the horse tires itself out. It's not how it works. Okay. So I'm they just, don't get tired out that fast first. Second, it takes a whole long time before you even put a saddle on a horse. I'm just what I'm what I'm what I'm trying to is uh, is get through the the image of the fiction of Hollywood to see the reality of horse breaking. And the reality of horse breaking is is that you you start with just getting the bridle on it. Then the bit in its mouth. Then the saddle on it, and you have to get it used to riding this wearing a saddle. A lot of horses, you as soon as you put a saddle on their back, they'll buck with just the saddle, okay. Um, and so you, you have to get them so you ride them so I'm, I'm with just the saddle and so, nothing so on I'm it. I'm curious about something else. That, uh, let me let me ask you this. This is by the way, this is a very limited amount of knowledge that I have because I didn't do it for that long. But you still did it though, so you still I have did. more knowledge than I have. I did do it, yes, which is which is you know the point of learning one of the things something. we talk about learning something is you, you ask you someone who's learned. actually done it, yeah. So, uh, what, what, So I'm going to ask this question, because this is one of my favorite stories, is Ben-Hur. Yes. The Tale of the Christ. Yes. In Ben-Hur. Which has, we have a friend who posted on our our, uh, our page, No More Ben-Hur, but it's a great movie, so. Who, who said No More Ben-Hur? I'll tell you later. Oh, okay. Wait, we didn't even talk about Ben-Hur that I know, much. We really didn't actually talk about Ben-Hur very much at all. Anyway, continue. I'm not even talking about the movie because I personally think the movie wasn't very good. The new one or the ba- the old one? I thought the new one was trash. The old one, I didn't like very much. Really? Because of the story. Once you read the book, it's ruined. You're fun. like, why didn't they just tell the story in the book? You spent three and a half hours and just you could have just told the story. Yeah, true, true. Anyway, question. Anyway, so in the book, because in the movie he doesn't do this. The crap is going on with my hands right now. So I just, I pointed to my watch, uh, asking Nick what the time was, and Nick went to put up 43 minutes, and his hand spazzed out. He looked like he was having a seizure. That was the weirdest thing ever. How did you do that? I I don't even know. Anyway, whatever. Um... So, anyways, the reason I pointed to the clock is because we might actually have to end this show and have it be a little bit shorter of a show because we have to get to the bank before they close. Oh, yeah. And we are running on time. We're fine. We've got plenty of time for that. Continue. Um, So, in the movie, they actually do have a bit and a bridle for the four-horse chariot that he rides in the movie. In the story, however, the character of Ben-Hur, who is, uh, named young Arius, because he, is, a, if you know the story, he's adopted by the, the Duumvir of Rome for saving his life during battle. Oh, okay, yes. Um, and so he learns how to be a charioteer in the Circus Maximus in Rome. And he's so good at using, at riding horses and, He's like a master at husbandry. Indeed. Which is the, you know... Being a husband? No, no. Husbandry is horses. Dealing with horses. It's actually the root word of chivalry. Is husbandry. Ah. Which explains a lot about dealing with women. You know, you can't really sneak up behind them. They'll kick you in the stomach. Gotta kind of come up from the front. Here's a sugar cube. (laughs) You gotta work that bit in real nice into the mouth. I wasn't gonna go that far, but... Anyway, um <laughs> pause silence keep the uh yeah, don't let her get a hold of the whip otherwise she'll beat you with it or run you over, trample you or buck you out, out of the saddle. No. No. It, the the analogy only goes to only goes to the the you know, getting kicked in the stomach when you walk up behind her. So, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when we're both exhausted. I, we are not comparing women to horses. <laughs> Did you see the mane on that one? Oh, that's a Clydesdale. <laughs> Whoa, Bessie. <laughs> Dishonor on you. you. Disorder Disorder on, on you cow. on you cow. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man. So anyway oh. in the in the story. Merry Christmas, honey, I got you a saddle. <laughs> oh <coughs> um, uh and just like horses, if you don't treat your horse with respect, your wife with respect <laughs> Just stop! Just stop now! I can't there's no recovering from this! (laughs) Just just stop! There's no recovering from this. There's no way to bring an analogy out of this. It's just gonna it's just gonna be worse. I said Trojan horse. You're just digging a oh, hole. We're getting deeper and deeper. <laughs> no, don't worry. We'll dig ourselves <laughs> out. Hello, uh, hello, and unlike hello. the charioteers, you can't have more than one. <laughs> Gosh, man. Uh, uh, well, it depends on your religion, I guess. Yeah, Mormons. Uh, Mormons. Uh, they. They. I you think know, Muslims have more than one. Also, Muslims do. Have depending, more than on one. depending on what. Depending on what. Uh, yeah, group. you got to be careful, though, because you never know what you're going to get with those. They have the mask on. Yeah. I hear that with Indian women, you scratch off the little thing and you see if you get a convenience store or a hotel. <laughs> Stupid. Indian women. Yeah. Oh, Dot. not, not Indian. Not Feather. Got it. <laughs> This show is horribly racist. Well, That's at least game. we've covered all of our, all of our. um, uh, We've covered most of them anyway. Yeah, we haven't made any jokes yeah. about people that see in widescreen. Yeah, oh, our cousins. Yeah, you know who are from the the far eastern part of Asia. <laughs> okay, <laughs> finish telling your horse story. Horse, horse story. story. <laughs> horse story. Um, Anyway, so in the book, he rides the horse. He 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 has the chariots. But he doesn't use bits. He only uses bridles. Yes. So how... Can you train a horse to do that? Yes. And, now, and that usually has to do with... The horse's temperament. And the horse never having a bridle, right? No. No. You can train a horse... Or no bit, I mean. You can train a horse to use a bridle only, and you can do it, from my understanding, you can do it... Because um, I had a couple of horses that were called what we call neck reined. And that basically means is as soon as you lay the rein on the side of their neck, they'll go that direction. Okay. And so you don't actually have to pull on their mouth at all. But it it, it mostly, from my understanding and what I, my experience, which like I said is very limited, um, it mostly depends on the temperament of the horse. Of the horse, okay. Some horses require a very sharp, very strong bit because they will fight it all the time. Um, no matter what. Even after they've been broken, there were a number of horses that we would go on rides with and they'd be like, all right, who's the most experienced cowboy here? And it, of course, was never me. I was very new, you know, within weeks of new. And they would put you on that horse? And they would take somebody else and they put him on that horse because the horse would get it in its head halfway down the trail ride to buck the rider off. You know, out in the middle of, you know, on the side of a cliff or whatever. And the horse would start to... You know, stomp and buck and 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 you'd have to, you'd have to control with that bit and and, okay. and keep them under control. Most of the horses I rode had been neck reined and were light and were very very gentle, um and were okay. Um, and then they they particularly the ones I rode loved to run, um and we would get a horse in an open you'd get into an open field, um and if the horse had shoes and they'd been shod, oh my gosh. You get them to run, and they'd get into like a, a trot, and then a gallop, and then I mm-hmm. an, I don't know if you've ever seen a horse in a flat run. Mm-hmm. Oh, my... So much fun on the back of a horse riding at flat run, especially you when you get friends... With a horse, you can get it to like 40 miles, 50 miles an we hour were f- with a horse, right? flying. I don't know how fast we could go. We were going, but... I think I think they've actually tracked horses at like 50 plus miles an hour. But when you're on the back of this horse, and their legs in a, in are... A a run. Run. Their in a flat run. Their legs are in a flat, stretched out, and they are just... I mean, they're skimming across the ground, and Mm. you're just... It's exhilarating. It is exhilarating. That's cool, man. That's really cool. So, um, what about this, then? Because in the book, he also talks about, um, by the time he's ready for the race, he's gotten to the point where they answer to his voice. If you spend a lot of time with a horse, and you're the only one... Okay. um, And you are the trainer, and... The, the thing about Ben-Hur and that particular story is that those Arabian horses, um, that is very accurate. You, and those are Persian horses, Those though. are Persian horses. And you can, they are family. They were family to them. Okay. I mean, it was, right. they, they were more than just um, an animal that was owned. They were like, they were what we would consider a pet or a family member. Well, and like, I know that they kept them in the tents. They kept them in the tents. They slept with them. Like the horses, they they treated them essentially like you would treat, like people today's day and age treat their dog. Like right, right. They right. came in the house, they ate at your table with you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you sat down to entertain, your horses were there with you. Right. You know they were they were a working animal, but they were they were very well cared for. Um, well, no, and they, in that time no, period, no, no, they too, weren't working an animal. They weren't a working animal. Well, a working animal in regards to the chariot. Right, but that was it though. They didn't use them for. They didn't use them for transport. And they, specifically, used, they used camels for transport. Correct. And specifically those horses, he never whipped those horses. Right. They were never disciplined in that way. It was always with a loving hand. And right. so So that was the that was the next question I was gonna ask you was in the in the story at the end when uh Masala. When Masala whips his horses and they get spooked. That is they would have lost it at that. Okay, and on a pain like that, where you 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 know, um, uh, and at the same time, those horses would have had to have had the temperament for that in the first place, um, which means they would have been handpicked, right? um, By a by a master husband husbandry. Right, uh, husband. Well, and or in, the, you and want in to call the book, it. they're given specific, very specific names. They have specific so, names. So they they There's no doubt that they were probably picked and named on the spot. Yes, and they were. And they were. Yes, yeah, so they were handpicked. And they. And horses are incredibly intelligent animals. Okay, um, people seem to not think that, but horses know. Mm. They know things. They see things. They recognize stuff. Um, a horse. Uh, there were times I was out with a horse and rider, and the horse would stop, and back up. And I'd be like, "Come on!" And he'd be like, he, "They wouldn't go." And I would have to check, right? And it was like a hole, or you know, the ground wasn't sturdy, or, or a snake, or, or something a snake like that. Or something yeah, okay. along Those lines, yeah. Um, so they're they're intelligent, you know. They're, right. um They're they're intelligent. That well, we even like, see that in the Bible. And so we see that in the Bible too, with uh, with Balaam's donkey, of course, where yeah. the donkey's like, "I ain't going over there." Yeah. And he's like, what the heck? And he's like, he's like no, dude, you want to die. I don't want to die. The angel, a big dude. The angel of the Lord is over there. Not an angel of the Lord. The, the angel of the Lord, Lord is that there. That means Jesus is standing right there. And he's ready to, um And you know. he's got a big sword. And um, I, my family members, I bet you that Balaam's donkey was in the line of the donkey that carried Jesus on Palm Sunday. I mean, I, I don't know. Right. That we don't have that genealogy, but I'm just gonna guess on that one and, you and assume, yeah. you know. And so he's like, Look, I you know, I, I don't wanna go over there, you know? Are you stupid? Quit hitting me. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> so but yeah, so horses, um that that's why I you know, you'll see uh, you'll see cowboys wear spurs. Mm-hmm. Um most of the time I've seen some pretty sharp spurs that are gnarly, and I don't agree with those. I don't think they're right. Um, because I have, I mean, I like I said, my experience is very limited, very, very limited. Right. Uh, but I've talked to a lot of cowboys, and I haven't known very many that have met a horse that was so stubborn that it required, you know, that kind of spurring. That, yeah, that's that's almost inhumane, so. So, you know? um, not to say that that is not something that has to happen. So, you know, well, even the, horses like Ben Hur's horses, where they were they were never disciplined with a whip, they were still disciplined. Right. Of course, and a hand. A hand can do the job, and a bridle can pull the head in a direction that it doesn't want to go. Right. You know, that is it, that is part of how it goes. Well, and so, separate from Ben-Hur, you're talking about uh, Persian horses or even um, horses from the steppes of Asia. Correct. Which is even further than Persia. Um, we read about the Mongolians. They were all horseback. Um, and they even would eat their horse. They would eat the horses and drink the blood of the horses when they died and whatnot for yes. survival. So, was that a situation where I, I'm just thinking about this right now? I'm just kind of making maybe like a logical leap where I'm saying maybe the horses that they ate first were the ones were there. the wild ones. <laughs> the wild it's impossible. Ones. It's a possibility. You know this. This um, the horse meat because of horses are working animals and they have mm-hmm. the muscle. Uh, horse meat is—I've been told—is not that great. I've never actually had horse meat. Um, I've heard it's like beef jerky. Okay, it's survivable. I mean, you're definitely used for survival. For survival, they are big animals. They got a lot of meat on them. I mean, the you know the Mongolians conquered from from China from the from the South China Sea. Well, not from the South China Sea. They never actually fully conquered Southern China. It's actually a very interesting story. If you ever want to. Do some research about weird areas of we the world. We will tell that story. Actually, we'll do some research, and we we'll should tell that actually story. we should the the historical S- southern historical China sections of our show. Southern China. Right? We might do that tomorrow. Has never been conquered. That's awesome. Ever. That's awesome. Well, we've got. I mean, where are we at on time? I we're think we're just there. past an hour. Okay, so we're there. So we got some cool stuff to to come up with tomorrow. Um. We have not procured a special guest I, yet. A guest yet. So we'll see. Um, so we're hoping to get one, but we haven't procre- pur- procured one yet. Yeah. But I've got some cool. I've got the largest spiders in the world. Ooh. Top 10. So we'll go over that uh, definitely tomorrow. And you um, can go over that over there because I'm not a fan of pictures of spiders. Yeah. No. I The first picture was um, more than... I wanted to handle. I think the only so spider that I'm okay with them quickly. The only spider I'm ever okay with is a tarantula. I like tarantulas. I've actually held a tarantula in my hand As more than I. once. Yeah, they're, tarantulas they're are cool. actually phenomenal. Actually, for about four years, I had a tarantula living outside my house. Really? No bugs. Oh yeah, they're great. Like no, like no, um, no cockroaches. Well, no nothing. cockroaches. There were still cockroaches because cockroaches are pretty heavy duty. But there were no uh, moths. Yeah. or gnats or anything like that but fly around the lights because tarantulas eat them. Yep. So, so. This has been a production, production of, of Sound, Sound Bros Sound Productions. 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 <laughs> um we are Pod Bros. We thank you for listening. We are, um, we're, uh we're on, we're on everything. everything. iTunes we're on everything. Just we're to say everything. Google Play, everything. S- Spotify. Just say everything. And everything. And <laughs> and everything. Um, uh, looking to get ourselves off the ground with our recording studio. we're still working on that. If anybody has any suggestions or and or would like to help with that, let us know. Um, we are still in the process of getting that patreon up and running and we will do that eventually. Um, but as usual as we normally end the show, uh, we hope you learn something because if you're not learning, you're dying and stay, stay alive. alive. Also, Merry Day After Christmas and Happy Kwanzaa. And Happy Kwanzaa and Happy New Year coming up soon. Oh, yeah, that's coming up. And Happy Boxer Day for those of you. Ooh, sorry, yes, in Canada. Boxing, boxing Day. Happy Boxing Day. Boxing which Day. Which was today. Today. In Canada. In Canada. Bye. Okay, bye.